Hey, Dog Walk listeners, you can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. All right, Ben Bang. Today is Thursday, December 10th. Welcome to the Dog Walk, presented by Barstool Sports. I'm joined here on the phone with Pierce. Pierce used to work at a Toys R Us. Figured it's a holiday season. Why not talk some toys? Pierce, how's it going? How are we doing today? Doing pretty well. How about yourself? Doing well. So, obviously, you worked at Toys R Us. I put the call out earlier this week looking for someone. How would you enjoy working at Toys R Us? I mean, honestly, it was a blast. Um, so you always talk about when you're a kid that you want to work at a toy store. You never really know what to expect when you get there. But this was back in back when I was 16. So the whole reason I got into getting a job at Toys R Us was so we can get money to pay for car insurance, to get a license and everything. So um, I actually went there and interviewed with my brother. I have a twin brother. So we went to work at Toys R Us. And the first thing obviously it stands out is going to be the interview. And it reminded me a lot like stepbrothers because me and my twin pretty much interviewed as a team. So when we got there, it was a lot of things of them going with, you know, like the new group interview process where they want to see how you interact with everybody. Um, But eventually they're, they're supposed to pull you in there by yourself and kind of talk to you, you know, alone, but Nope. They were like Pierce, and my, and then my brother, they're like, oh, you guys come in at the same time. And it was pretty much just endless twin questions. Had nothing to do with anything about Toys R Us, nothing to do about job experience, none of that. So right off the bat, I already knew it was just going to be fun because they were just looking for, you know, fun people to interact with customers and kids and that, that kind of thing. Wow, that's pretty interesting. So is that the first time that's ever happened to you two? <laughs> yeah, first time. It was really pretty much the first time that we were working at the same place. Um, but then the biggest caveat too with that, which has made it perfect for us interviewing as a team is that we, uh, we kind of made it, made it known that we had to work the same shifts because obviously we were both, you know, working for our license and getting all that kind of stuff. So we only had one car, so we couldn't get to the job at different times. So we were pretty much forced to work the same shifts, which great news for us, good news for them, maybe bad news for them, depending on how you look at it. Oh, damn. So how, what's the department situation like at Toys R Us? So were you guys like on the counter? Were you guys stocking? How many different spots were there? So there's a few different spots, at least for the overall job. So, I mean, obviously you have the cashiers and customer service that's up at the front. And it was told at the interviews and everything that everyone is going to have to learn cashier because obviously if it gets super busy, they're going to have to call up anybody, you know, from the sales floor to come and help out. Uh, that was one thing that me and my brother refused to learn. So that way we didn't have to kind of do that portion. Um, but yeah, so there's the cashiers and customer service. Those kind of kind of traded off where the customer service is more of the experienced cashiers, I would say. Um, and then there was the two jobs that we kind of did. And that was uh, sales associate was the first one. At least that's what it was called. That's just walking the floors. So you kind of had your little departments where you were either in 
you know, the, the boy section, you were in the Lego section, you were in the, you know, the baby section, all that kind of stuff. And basically your job there was to clean the aisles, organize, you know, the toys, if there was stuff that's out of place that you kind of bring it, bring it to the front of the shelf, anything that's, you know, scattered around, dropped in the floor, um, kind of just organize those. So really that actually, whenever I'm at a store now and I pick up something and I'm like walking down the aisles and I realize I don't want it anymore, kind of really stopped me from just kind of throwing it on the shelf. Cause I'm like, Oh, I had to deal with that where this toy is now six, you know, six aisles away. And now I got to go put it back. So, um, that's pretty much what the sales associates did. And then obviously helped anybody find what they were looking for. Now, was there um, any we, department that was worse or that you preferred? Like, did you not want to work in like the baby doll section because they were hard to move around to stack or something like that was, or what was, was it just like, whatever you got, you got, you didn't care. No, it was pretty much whatever you got. Um, they did do a good job of putting you with kind of stuff that you were a little more knowledgeable on. So if we did have to work the floors, they'd put, you know, us with either like the sporting equipment and bikes, put us near electronics or, you know, near any of the action figures, all that kind of stuff. Very, very rarely did we have to work, you know, in the baby section or any of that stuff that we didn't know much about. Um, but I would say anyone was worse than the rest, at least not more than, not more than just the re- everything being, all over the place all the time. Yeah, gotcha. I just figured there'd be maybe like a certain section that was just completely a tornado every single time after the shift. But it sounds like that was just pretty much across the board. Uh, yeah, definitely across the board. I mean, people have <laughs> have no respect for where, where stuff goes or where, where it was uh, situated or, you know, because kids are just going to grab any toys off the shelves without their parents even knowing. So half the time they'll drag the toy around for half the store and then when their mom – her parents realize that uh, they're carrying it. They're like, you can't have that. So just put it down and then stuff's all over the floors. How often was that a thing where kids were playing with these toys, opening it? Like, did you ever have to be a bad guy? Did you ever make these kids cry? <laughs> uh, I never made them cry. So <laughs> the last part of our job kind of was uh, what, what it was called like the back of house workers where we would do the inventory, unload trucks, um, any like the big ticket items carrying stuff, we'd bring it from the back all the way to the front and do all that. That's kind of where we were mostly situated. So I didn't have to deal with customers as much in that aspect, but I don't think any of my coworkers made any of the kids cry. I was mostly parents and the kids just crying after not wanting a certain toy or not getting the 15 toys that they picked out and only getting 10. So yeah, sadly I've never made any of them cry. On average, how many kids are crying in that store per hour, though? Got to be a fucking a shit ton. Uh, yeah, I'd say at least five to six an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so was that just basically the background music? <laughs> uh, it really was. And what's even worse is when, and so like, I mean, we were in high school, you know, when we were doing this. Worst thing ever is holiday season, hungover, working at Toys R Us with crying kids and the same Christmas music blasting every hour. Absolute worst. Yeah, that sounds pretty bad. Was there a certain kid you had a rivalry with Pierce? Was there a regular? Like you saw this kid, you zero in on him, and you're like, that fucking kid, he's going to go mess with the Transformers. He's going to open a bunch of them, and then he's going to cry. Was there anyone like that? You know what? There were no kids that were like that, but we had a lot of adult collectors that would come into the store. 
And anytime you saw them, you knew they were going to be a burden because they would come right up to you and say, I'm looking for this very particular matchbox car. So go look in the back in all of the boxes and look for this particular car. But you know, you had to do it because they come in every, every day when the truck arrives, they come in looking for these toys. So there was a lot of eye rolling and getting pissed off at these assholes coming in saying, go check the 15 boxes you have in the box and back just for our one matchbox car that we're looking for. Now, is there, is that discouraged though from your bosses where they're like, Hey, like we want to keep these stores for our customers. Like that, that seems like there'd be a lot of, uh, a lot of tension or a lot of issues with this, you know, we never really were told anything about that. Uh, mostly we just, we'd either go back there, putz around for, you know, a couple minutes, not even look for the toy that they were looking for and then walk back out and just tell them that we couldn't find it. But, uh, yeah, they, it was kind of just known that there's a set group of, you know, guys that would show up on different days when, uh, when the new shipments would arrive. Do you remember what the guy's name was? <laughs> no, like I never wanted Gene, to know their name. Right? Guy named Gene. Gene just walks yeah. In now. yeah, that sounds, it sounds like a Gene. Yeah. Yeah, just Gene looking for the, the, the rare matchbox. And those people, did they buy the whole thing, whatever you would find if you found them? Like, they buy all uh, 10? Yeah. Oh, they'd buy as, as many as we would give them. And it wasn't just matchbox. I mean, it was Barbies. It was like WWE action figures. I mean, it was anything that they could get their hands on that they – I'm assuming they did research and figured that it was rare. But, um, yeah, they would just come in and just buy whatever they could get their hands on. Hmm. Wow. I mean, I knew that existed. I just wasn't sure how how prevalent. So you're saying multiple people each week they came right when the truck came. They just knew everything? Yeah, it was like clockwork. Probably about 30 minutes after we would start unloading the truck, they'd, they'd show up and ask, hey, have you gotten any of these in? And every single time we'd be like, dude, you got to wait. I mean, there's still half the truck to unload. And then, you know, they'd, they'd wander the store, walk around for another half hour until we kind of finished. But yeah, I had no idea it was that prevalent either that there would be that many collectors coming into, you know, the store. What was the rule on employees getting toys? Did you guys get the hookup? Um, we could reserve, you know, some of the toys and stuff if we wanted to. Um, obviously not everybody, you know, like the big toys when we were working, big stuff that was coming out was like that was when the Wii and the PS3 were coming out. Um, we couldn't really reserve those. Um, but if there was something that we were looking for, you know, like for us, we were buying our sister, you know, a, a certain Barbie or so for Christmas, we could, pr- we could put that aside and, you know, get it after our shift, but not too many people were reserving stuff. We were the collectors, let's say. Yeah. And so that was the big fad. I was going to ask you that. Cause you know, there's all tickle me Elmo Furby was huge. So it was pretty much the game consoles when you guys were there. So Tickle Me Elmo's were huge uh, when we were there. And, yeah, the, the Wii and PS3. Um, any of the Transformers stuff, that was just coming out when we were working there. So that was huge. Um, Legos were always a big one. And then, I don't know if you remember this toy and this whole story about this, <laughs> this toy, but there was this uh, one thing called Aqua Dots. So apparently they're like little beads that you, like, put together in shapes. And when you spray it with water, they kind of, like, mold together and, you know, become adhesive. So they stick together and make these shapes you know, for all these kids. So I had no idea why this was such a big fad, at least for the kids, because it, it seemed dumb to me. But there was a giant recall on these aqua dots because when kids would eat them, it would basically, it has some 
chemical formula in it that's like the date rape drug. So these kids would eat these dots and they would get knocked out and had to recall the entire toy. Holy shit. I no, I do yeah. not remember that. Yeah, that was a that was a big thing. I think it was like either 2006, 2007 when those came out. But we had to remove all of them from the shelves, tell any customers that they had them, they can bring them in. We had them under like lock and key before we had to return them back. But yeah, it was, uh, kids were legitimately eating them. Like some of them were going to a coma. Half of them would just get knocked out. It was crazy. That's insane. I assume these things don't exist anymore. Like they didn't, did they fix it and did they tinker with the formula or what? Do you know? I don't even think, I don't even think they fixed it. I think they just, uh, cut their, cut their losses, losses went to lawsuits, all that kind of stuff. But holy yeah, shit. that was, that was wild. I mean, you never think, you know, like the recalls, you know, like, Oh, there's like, this tiny part is maybe is of the toys like a little bit sharper. So we have to recall all of these things or there's like small little things, but then you get these recalls like this, they are huge deals. And especially working there as like, you know, 16, 17 year old kid. I'm like, wow, that is, that's crazy that that actually happens. Dude, that makes me think then. Cause you know, all these toys of choking hazards on there. Like if someone comes up to me like, Hey, well my kid choke on this. Do you have to be like, particularly like wording with a particular wordy with how you say like, no, just to save your ass. Or, I mean, you were in high school, you know? Yeah. I mean, if we were working customer service or anything up there, we probably would have to, you know, read off the script of something that, uh, that Toys R Us corporate would come up with to handle any of these situations. But luckily we, we didn't have to deal with customers too much. I mean, there were a lot of times that, since we were kind of like the back of house toys, we didn't wear like, you know, the bright red Toys R Us shirts with the logo and stuff on it. We got to wear just kind of what, like whatever we wanted because it was going to get dirty. So there was multiple times where a customer came up and asked us where something was or if we could help them. We just said that we didn't even work there. So that was our getting out of uh, <laughs> dealing with it. There you go. How long did you and your brother work there? Um, we worked there for about two years, so just at the end of high school, and then once we went off to college, that's when we stopped. Hey, let's take a quick break from talking about Toys R Us right now to talk about JB. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Gotcha. And now for the Tickle Me Elmo, you said it was still huge then. Did you ever witness any all-out brawls, any fights in there? Um, no brawls. I mean, the Tickle Me Elmo aisle was the worst because you would just hear them all the time. I mean, kids would go in there and literally just kind of walk past and smack each one and they would just start, you know, giggling or do whatever and rumbling, whatever the heck they did. Um, but no brawls. We were part of a couple of black Friday. So we had to get there at like 2 AM and make sure that everything was roped off, you know, arrows for, you know, where everything was, um, any of the big ticket items we handed out, you know, handed out pieces of slips of paper for it. So it was, surprisingly a lot more organized i wish i had a better black black friday story where you know people were getting trampled and stuff like that but sadly never got to see that how often were people stealing shit oh that's all the time we actually (laughs) there was this one guy i don't and I, i can't even remember his name 
but there's this guy that was a great worker for us. I mean, he, he knew where everything was. If you need something fixed, he would go fix it. I mean, he was probably working there for about five years or so um, before this happened. So we, we show up to work one day and there's just all this commotion. Everybody's talking, talking, talking. And we're like, me and my brother show up. We're like, yo, what, you know, what's going on? It's like, dude, this guy, he, he got caught stealing all these iPods. And we're like, like what guy? It's like, Oh, and they said like our coworker. I'm like, are you serious? So he, he knew where all of the cameras were because he's been there for so long. I mean, you're there for like five minutes, you know, where all the cameras are legitimately was there, took the keys, opened up the thing, grabbed all of these iPods, looked at the camera, closed it back up and walked out with all of them. And was that his last day? Like he just never came back or he came back thinking he wouldn't get caught. What happened? No, he, uh, they, as far as I know, I mean, that was definitely his last day of work. Um, but as far as I know, he didn't get very far into it. Um, I think somebody saw him or did all that kind of stuff and they had police there to, uh, to take him away before he could do anything. But then like they watched, of course, you know, they watched the videos to see him do it. And it was just, it was just so dumb. I mean, there's so many, I mean, I'm not, there's nothing for me to steal um, there, but there are so many blind spots in those, you know, in the cameras and everything. You, you'd think that someone who worked there that long would be a little bit smarter on it, but no, he like stared right at the camera. God, man, the guy had enough of those fucking tickled me on dolls, huh? It's like, I'm out of here with all the fucking iPods <laughs> this store's got. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, those were those were small. I mean, easy to carry a bunch of them, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, what about the shitting? Was the bathroom a nightmare in that thing? <laughs> yeah, it was. But luckily, we had this one. We had this one guy that uh, we would always make. He, he would go get our go get the carts, and he wasn't. We didn't even have, have a janitor per se, but he was he was a janitor, right? I mean, he didn't really do much um, else with the store. But it was always us going back and just be like, yo, man, yo, the bathroom is um, like, it's fucked up. You need to go clean this right now because it's disgusting. And then like, he would just like put his head down, put his tail between his legs and then go and like clean it up. But yeah, it was all the time. I mean, dirty diapers and shit everywhere. It was awful. Oh, man. Anybody staying overnight? Any, you know, Harry and Marv hiding in one of the Fisher Price uh, kitchenettes or anything like that? <laughs> no, the aisles weren't really conducive to hiding in that, at least in the actual store itself. And a lot of times we had trucks overnight. So there was always people in the building, you know, walking around. Um, we, they'd unload the trucks, wheel out the pallets, you know, to where the floor, you know, where they were supposed to be on the floor and everything. So it would have been really hard for someone to uh, get lost. It's not like Walmart that has those the shelves that are like 15 feet wide where you can easily burrow yourself in there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it's, I mean, a lot of those things you had to build at home. It wasn't like Duncan's toy chest where, you know, those forts were just out and everywhere. It's not like a Dick sporting goods, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. What about yeah, Jeffrey? It's hard, the to, it's hard to hide behind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard to hide behind a hundred Barbies, right? Takes a yes. little while to set those all up. Exactly, exactly. What about Jeffrey the draft? You ever have to dress up as him? No. No, I, I think we they had somebody come in for that. We didn't I, as far as I remember, we didn't have like a suit in like the back office or anything that someone would dress up as. I think uh they sent people out to do that. How often would he come to the store? 
Um, usually it was kind of planned for holidays or big releases of toys and stuff. So I'd say maybe at least once every two months or so. Man, can you think of that? Whoever it is that got their hands on one of those suits before it closed, that's a fine, you know, <laughs> that's a good thing to have in the arsenal sitting in the attic or the garage, you know? Oh, it absolutely is. And do you have any shirts or anything? You said you didn't wear the uniform. That would be a great shirt for you to bust out like randomly, I feel, you know? Yeah, you know, we did. I mean, we, we had the shirts. Just a lot of times we didn't have to wear them. But, yeah, I really wish we would have kept them. I don't know. They might be still at my parents' house. So I might have to make a trip this weekend and uh, see if they're boxed up somewhere. But, yeah, <laughs> nice little red red button downs with the nice little Toys R Us logo on the, uh, on the chest. It's great. It was a straight button down? I don't even remember that. I, it wasn't just a T-shirt? Yeah. No, button down. And there was long sleeves, short sleeves. They were the most uncomfortable texture, I mean, uh, yeah, like texture and stuff possible. A button down seems a little much for a Toys R Us. It does, doesn't it? Which is why half the time when we were doing the back room stuff, they just let us wear whatever we wanted. Dude, yeah. I, man, some of these workers had to be miserable. You're here crying, cleaning up shit. You know, I don't blame the guy who sold the iPod so much anymore. <laughs> I know. What about the old toys? Would you guys donate them? Would those get thrown out? Did you take those? or? Um, a lot of the old toys and stuff that didn't get sold, we actually would mark down on clearance down to, it was like a set like tag, like clearance price. It didn't really even say what the toy was or anything, but it would get marked down to like, I think it was 98 cents for anything. So there was a bunch of stuff that me and my brother were on the lookout for anytime that um, they came out and said, Hey, these are going to go down in price um, that were like, Oh, you know, like a, a football. I mean, they sold, you know, things that were practical for a high school kid. Um, but like football went down to 98 cents. You better believe I hid that in the back until my shift was over and bought that right away. Yeah. There you go. And, and were you sad when they closed? I was. I mean, there was a lot of people actually still there that um, we knew because we worked at the one in Niles. Uh, so there was a lot of people when we would go there just to get toys, you know, for nephews or anything that still were there. And we'd, we'd come in, we'd talk to them, say hi. I mean, they were always, you know, super nice. And I mean, there wasn't, we didn't have any, I would say, employees that, you know, were, you know, were dicks or anything like that. Uh, so it was always nice. And yeah, it was kind of sad that, uh, that it's gone, but yeah, I remember like their last Facebook post or their last tweet. I forget what it was. And it was just a picture of Jeffrey with a bunch of empty, barren shelves. And it just said, everybody grew up. There are no Toys R Us kids. And it just, it killed me. <laughs> it killed me. Please. Yeah, that's tragic. I mean, I, I, I'm through and through Toys R Us kid. Yeah, exactly. Now it, now we got Amazon kids. They They, they get excited by... The cardboard boxes they see, you know, there's no going to the store, which. Yeah, there's no excitement for that. I mean, that's yeah. what was, I mean, that was great, especially with all the toys on display and everything. I mean, we, I mean, we got to do a bunch, like half the time we were in the back, we would, you know, grab a football, play catch in the back room, you know, while we were obviously supposed to be doing our work. But I mean, we had a lot of stuff where since we were kind of in the back of back of the house, they would give us a task to do. They would say, all right, you know, um, you two have eight hours. You have your entire shift to complete this task. Well, the task that they'd give us, we could complete in an hour. I mean, it, it was very medial. 
So what we do is we would complete the task in an hour. Then we'd, you know, play catch with the football. Um, we used to ball up all the shrink wrap that we had in just into a bunch of balls. We were legitimately up in the bat, you know, in the uh, storeroom, play dodgeball just with those shrink wrap balls for about two, three hours. And then, you know, halfway through our shift, we'd go to the, go to the bosses and say, yep, Hey, we're, we're done with this. And they would just be ecstatic. Like, Oh my God, you finished it so fast. Like you finished it like four hours early. And we're like, Oh yeah, totally. It took us all four hours to do that. Got their asses. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Pierce. Thanks for doing this, man. This was great. Is there any other stories here that we didn't get to that you, you know, or things that would be interesting that the people would want to know? Uh, yeah, I got just a couple, couple other things that we just did, you know, help pass the time, just kind of be fun with, uh, with me and my twin. I, I wish he could be on the call just to see if you guys all think that we, we sound alike on the phone, but what our coworkers had a real big trouble with was differentiating us on the walkie talkies that we had. So there were times where if we were working separately or one, you know, one of us was there and one wasn't. I would have a conversation with myself acting like I was having a conversation with my twin and like yelling at him through the walkie talkie or telling him to go to this location and all this kind of stuff. But nobody could really tell our voices apart. So um, just kind of messing around like that. Um, and then I think our, our favorite game that we played was remember they used to have those and I, I think they might still have them, but they were like stickers that would go on the electronics that, you know, on the, on the games and everything, they didn't have those big plastic cases around every game, you know, to prevent stealing. They had these stickers that you'd put on. And uh, so anytime, of course, if anytime you walk through the exit, it would beep, you know, the sticker would cause it to beep. So a, a game that we kind of played was uh, seeing who could tag either the most customers carts, you know, the toys, the random toys that they had, um, tossing them on the ground so they would step on them. And just see if we could get how many we could get to beep going out of the store for no reason. They get all scared because they think that they, you know, were stealing something when they didn't. So that was a that was definitely a fun game that we used that. to play. <laughs> Anything to keep yourself <laughs> preoccupied during the fucking during the work day. I, I I'm for that's great, and I'm sure a lot of times it was just the kids would throw something in the cart extra, and they wouldn't even. You know, kids are trying to pull a fast one on the fucking place and their parents, you know, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Hey, I mean, hey, we could do the same thing. Just walk around with a random toy, toss it in a cart. And I mean, instead of us walking six aisles down to go put a toy back, just toss it into a customer's cart, see if they notice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's great, Pierce. Thanks for doing this, man. Uh, we, we appreciate it. Uh, yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. All right, everybody. That's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you then.